any parents who have more than one child, there is a likelihood, a great likelihood, that one of those children is what we call strong-willed child. Strong-willed children are those who have more energy than boxers. Strong-willed children come out of the womb barking orders. Children who are strong-willed have no room in their world for disagreements. A child who does not understand his parents not obeying them, that's what we call a strong-willed child. A child who wants to decide when to sleep and whether to sleep. A strong-willed child, more often, as soon as they can walk, they will run away. They want to decide when to walk, how to walk, or where to walk. But the truth is, this type of parent, the parent of a strong-willed child, of a defiant child, can be guilt-stricken. They can be frustrated, and they can be confused. I was told that I was so defiant as a little boy. I was defiant coming out of the womb. And even as a little one, I could not understand why my parents and my six older siblings did not want to do what I want them to do. And I found that confusing, and they found that confusing. (laughs) The problem was my father did not experience anything like this in his world of being a supreme ruler of his home. (laughs) He's never had a challenge like this, and he didn't know how to deal with me. And he did not say, like sometimes you know how you hear in the sitcoms, you know, the father kind of glibly says, you know, I brought you into this world, and I can take you out of this world. You, you hear that? I mean, they think it's funny. It's not really funny. <laughs> but my father never said that. He tried it. <laughs> and the tug of war continued until Jesus changed my life, until Jesus became the Lord of my life and the Savior of my soul. I want you to hear me right, parents. Please listen to me carefully. Those of you who have been blessed with all your children are compliant. Most of you have a hard time understanding the parents or even sympathetic with parents who have a strong-willed children. You say, well, you know, I did this to my kids and I did that. Please, give me a break. Leave these people alone. They are dealing with a different kind of child. Be sympathetic. (laughs) Believe it or not, when God blessed us with four children, He gave us both varieties. And... (laughs) And I found myself, by the grace of God, I was equipped to handle the strong-willed ones. Was it easy? No. But the most important thing that I can tell you, I tell parents of strong-willed children, the most important thing for you to remember is this. Try to shape their will without breaking their spirit. Shape their will without breaking their spirit. We saw in the very first message, that there are two different styles of parenting. There is the parenting for outward performance versus the parenting of the heart. The parenting for outward behavior versus the parenting for belief, which changes and alters permanently the outward behavior. Then we saw in the very last message From Luke chapter 15, the story that Jesus told about the father who had two sons, 
One of those sons is a strong-willed child, and the other one is outwardly compliant child. We saw how parenting of the heart, parenting of the inside of the child, begins with the parent. That's the first step, and we looked at that in the last message. Now I want us to look at the defiant or the strong-willed child in the story of Jesus. Turn with me, please, to Luke 15. We saw that as much as the father modeled godly parenting for his two boys, yet the defiant child wanted to go his way anyway. And so, he sold out his inheritance for in a quick sale, and he left home with a bag full of cash, and he got into his convertible camel. And there, he popped up the front wheels in the air, and he burned rubber for 30 feet, and he headed for the Big Apple, <laughs> leaving behind, of course, the scorn of the community, the detesting of the older brother, but above all, a broken of a heart of a loving father. That foolish boy thought that money could buy him friends. He thought that money could buy him popularity. He thought that money could buy him social status. He thought that money would make him to be somebody, and it did work. Ah, for a short period of time, until the money ran out. But here's the question. What do parents with strong-willed children need to do so that hopefully they would never have a parodical in their home? Now, this message is for all parents, young or old, and grandparents as well. Listen to me very carefully. This message especially for parents of children who are strong-willed and defiant, because you can see that those children can grow to be wonderful instruments of God. Three things I want to share with you. Number one thing I want to tell you is this. Clarify the rules, and then immediately enforce them. When you say, if you touch this, I'm going to spank you, and then you spank them immediately, you know what you have done at that point? You are building in your child an enormous amount of security. Enormous amount of security. I was thinking about this the other day, and I remember a story that I read not long ago about the mom in the mall who had her little boy on a hobby horse in the mall, and she kept saying, Bobby, come down. Bobby, come down. Bobby, you must come down. Bobby, and she kept saying it and kept saying it, where nearby was a child psychologist. So he went up to the mom. He said, listen, I'm a child psychologist. Do you want me to help you get the boy down? She said, would you please? I think that would be wonderful. And so the child psychologist go over to the little boy, and he whispered something in the little boy's ear. And the boy got off the hobby horse like lightning. Well, the mother was absolutely amazed. I mean, she was mesmerized. She went to the man. She said, please tell me, what, what did you say to him? I want to learn how to handle this. He said, ma'am, it was very simple. I just whispered in his ear. I said, if you don't get out of this hobby horse fast, I'm going to give you the beating of your life. (laughs) You don't have to go to psychology school to learn that. (laughs) 
the most important way to deal with a strong-willed child is to tell them exactly what you expect of him or her, and then you tell them exactly what the consequences are going to be, and then follow through. Follow through. The first time that disobedience takes place, you follow through on the consequences. Not the second, not the third, not the fourth. The first sign of disobedience, you enforce the consequences. Above all, after you discipline them, you must explain to them why you discipline them so that you can develop a balance in their life between love and discipline. And we all need balance in our lives growing up. And this is extremely important because if you go one extreme or the other, you'll have an unbalanced child. The great child psychologist that I read back in the days of Noah when I was in school tells that a willful child, if you say to them, if you touch this, I'm going to spank you, then you do it at the first time. Here's what he said. He said, that child develops a sense of security, a sense of inner security. You know why? Because you have placed a border around that child. You have built a fence of security around this child, and he feels or she feels secure in mom and dad's orders and discipline. Secondly, major on the majors. You know, we say in the adult worlds, we say, look, choose the hills on which you want to die. And I really believe that with all my heart. Choose the hills on which you want to die. Don't just fight every battle. (laughs) None of us can do that. And it works the same with children. Trying to force a child, trying to pressure a child who is physically not coordinated to be a great athlete (laughs) is setting him or her up for failure. You're setting him up for disappointment. In addition to the fact that this is just being wrong, you are focusing, as we've been seeing in this series of messages, on what? The outside, not on the inside world of the child. Now, but majoring on the child's telling the truth, majoring on the child being a caring child, caring for others, majoring on the child knowing and loving God, majoring in developing in your child the attitude of gratitude, because if you look around and if you see some of those parenting television shows, these brats who take everything for granted that we have developed a generation that's absolutely grateful for nothing, if you develop the attitude of thankfulness, and that those are the majors. You are majoring on the majors, and these are the hills that are worth dying for. Remember this, because the child's will is malleable, it is malleable, you can lead a willful child when you allow them to succeed in the important areas of life. You really do. You can discipline the child when he or she knows what is important and what is not. Because if he or she grows up thinking that everything is important, you are not giving them room to succeed and be encouraged. I'm going to get quickly. Number three, give them greater responsibility than you think they're capable of handling. Find out what their bent is. I remember in my case, I hated mathematics. But I remember my older siblings and my father said, you're not going to disgrace this family, are you? I said, well, I'm not going to do mathematics. Yes, you are. 
This family is full of mathematical geniuses. Well, I don't care about them full of mathematical geniuses. Well, your brothers are all bankers and business successful, and you can't be successful without majoring in science and mathematics. So I left the country. <laughs> I, loved, I loved psychology. I loved politics. I loved, I loved history. I loved all kinds of the, the other things that just happened to me, not, not the thing that all my family majored on. But find out what your child is bent toward. Find that out. Then allow them and give them responsibility in this area. Go overboard in affirming them in this area. Oh, listen to me. Children are even better on passing the buck than adults. That is why it's very important. You give them responsibilities, you hold them accountable, and then you affirm them when they succeed. If kids are given responsibility and not affirmed in their responsibility, they will find a million excuses why they cannot do it. And I've heard it, and I've seen it for over 30 years in the adult world. Those adults who are living in the past, they have never moved from the past. They are carrying all kinds of Bitterness, they tell you exactly why they can't succeed, because their parents did not do the right thing, because they did not send them to the right schools, because they did not grow up in the right neighborhoods, because they have not moved in the right circles, and they give you all kinds of excuse. They could not accomplish this because the whole world is against them, their in-laws are against them, their aunts, uncles, second cousins are against them, and on and on and on. I've seen it. And that is why, mom and dad, listen to me, don't allow yourself to get caught in the blame game. Transfer the responsibilities, and then affirm the children. Give the children more and more responsibility than they can, you think they can accomplish, especially in the area of their strength. Then as you affirm them, as you praise them, And above all, tell them that you love them a million times a day. It's an exaggeration, but you get the point. (laughs) That will strengthen their spirit, even if their will is being whipped into shape, as it should be. I have discovered that one thing doesn't work, and that's, you know what it is? Yelling and screaming and hollering. I'll say, you know… And these mistakes that I made as a dad, yelling and hollering and screaming, is like driving a car with the horn, steering it with the horn. It doesn't work. It gives you about the same results. <laughs> it will never shape their will. It will only corrode their spirit. Listen to how the Apostle Paul puts it in Ephesians 6, 4. And I'm going to read from the, the Living Bible translation, or I should say paraphrasing. Do not keep on scolding. This is Ephesians 6, 4. Do not keep on scolding and nagging your children, making them angry and resentful. Rather, bring them up with loving discipline that the Lord Himself approves, with suggestions and godly advice. Jesus, in the story He tells in Luke 15, He says, when the strong-willed boy persisted, In going his way, the father never yelled. He never screamed, never hollered. He never threatened. He let him go. 
he let him go. When the boy left home, he left home saying, Give me! But then when he came home, he said, Make me. When he left home, he was a son. But when he came home, he said, I'll be happy to join the servants' chorus. When he left home, he wanted it his way. But then when he came home, he wanted it his father's way. Children who receive the parenting of the heart, children who receive the parenting of the inside, will always land. They will, I want to repeat that. Children who receive the parenting of the heart, the parenting of the inside, they will always land. It doesn't matter how long the helicopter is going around, it will land. <laughs> it will land. And this is what happened with that boy in Luke 15. I lived long enough, and I met enough people to realize there are many adults who are, for one reason or another, are parodical in their relationship to the Heavenly Father. They are filled with anger and hatred toward their parents or even God or somebody, maybe even the preacher. They are filled with unforgiveness toward their parents, dead or alive. There are someone here today who, spiritually speaking, is sitting in a bus, running away from the Heavenly Father. Some of you may be already in the far country, away from the Father, and deep down you wish that you could go home again. Deep down you desire that you wish you could go home again, and you don't know how to go about it. Listen to me. It is not complicated. It is not very scientific. It's very simple. Just say to your heavenly Father, Father, forgive me. I have been in the far country for too long. Father, forgive me. I have been exercising self-will for too long. I have been eating spiritual pig food for too long. I repent. I surrender my will to your will. And with those genuine words, you can literally hear the voice of God the Father saying to each one of you, welcome, son, welcome, daughter, welcome, home, welcome. I have been waiting for you. All is forgiven. And let's do that right now. Our loving Father, You are the searcher of the hearts. And Father, as I prayed earlier on, there are some things that are so deep in the hearts of many individuals that even their nearest and dearest don't know and don't even understand. But You do. And so, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for every child who's coming back to You that you will give them a word of assurance right now. Let the Holy Spirit move with power in their heart, in their minds, that He may whisper in their ears, Welcome home again. In His name I pray. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to this message from Dr. Michael Youssef, recently featured on Leading the Way. If you'd like to know more about us, please visit ltw.org. That's ltw.org.